Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, that means Daryl Ryder's on his way. It does. He's brought to us by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. How is the co-host of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland today? I am doing great. It's the bye week. I am combing through uh, Andrew Barry's press conference, trying to pull any little nugget out that I can find. Uh, but no, life is good. All right, how about this little nugget? When he talked about Kevin Stefanski and their satisfaction in Kevin, he started with my, then caught himself and said our. Yeah. <laughs> Anything? Uh, you know, I uh, I mean, he is the EVP of football operations and the GM, so it's acceptable for him to, to say my. Um, but, you know, he, I think, just wants to present an organizational unity there. You know nice. what I'm saying? Yep. Okay. So, you know, so I, I get it, but he, he is in charge. He's in charge of the football operations. So, uh, when he, if he chooses to talk about his own personal expectations, which by the way, we would prefer because he's the guy in charge. Um, I don't think it's out of place, but again, he's just trying to present a unified organizational message. Did you think they were going to do something yesterday? Yeah, I thought they were trading Kareem Hunt. <laughs> okay, you did. Why didn't they? Remember I, when we did our podcast after the game? Though I thought you had said I don't. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, well, it it comes down to the, the compensation, and and as I said on the podcast, if they weren't going to get a better pick than the compensatory pick that they were projecting, they would receive by losing him in free agency. They they'd keep him. They they would not make the trade, and I think that ultimately that's exactly what that came down to. Daryl, what do you think Kareem would be worth to a team in free agency? Do you think, he, in other words, is he going to get what he's looking for? Or no. might, might the best place for him be in Cleveland? No, he's not going to get what he's looking for because he hasn't had the opportunities here. And I, I don't know that he's really going to get those opportunities. For whatever reason, in the previous two games leading up to Monday night, his touches were cut in half. His snaps weren't greatly reduced, but he wasn't getting the ball. And then Monday night comes, and all of a sudden he gets 15 touches. You get 72 yards. He had a couple of good runs, important catches that extended scoring drives, etc. And I'm just like, well, uh, apparently they realized 27 still on the roster, and they're going to use the guy tonight. All right, that's good news. Maybe they should have done that the previous two weeks, and maybe the results the previous two weeks might have been a little different. But um, So I, I think the fact that he's he really is the number two back behind uh, Nick Chubb, um, is is kind of holding him back, I think, on on the open market, and um, I, I don't really see the Browns extending him, just because of what Andrew Barry's invested as far as draft capital at the running back position going forward. And um, you know, Ernest Johnson was a restricted free agent last year; he's still here. You know, they got to make a decision. You know, as far as the big picture, what do you do with him as well? Um, then you've got the overall team building cap 
allocation, things like that, because Nick Chubb, you are uh, paying him like he is uh, a number one running back on your roster. So, um, I, look, I, I don't think it comes down to whether or not Kareem Hunt is a good football player. I think we all agree he's a really good football player. It comes down to economics, and uh, I, I, I would never accuse the Browns of – uh, you know, trying to tilt those economics in their favor as far as how they use the player. But when you just take a step back and you look at how they're using Kareem Hunt, well, I mean, it, it's hard, you know, you, it, I could understand if people want to draw those conclusions, right? So uh, I just, I don't see him going out and getting a Nick Chubb type of contract out in free agency just because the opportunities for him to show uh, that he can lead the NFL in rushing like he did his rookie year with the Kansas City Chiefs. They they just are not here with the Browns. Daryl, does his usage change moving forward? In other words, was there any holding him back because they thought they might trade him, or or do they? Is it the same? Well, I hope it changes. I hope they use him similar to how they used him Monday night, Jeff, because I I thought it was uh, you know I thought that was pretty good. Agreed. Um, you know, Nick Chubb ended up getting, uh, 24 touches, which is about right. That's, that's what you want. Uh, and Hunt got 15. I think that that's a, a a very good balance there. So, and again, I don't want to speak for Andrew Barry and Barry would never answer that question about, uh, whether or not the team was deliberately holding him back in an effort to protect him from injury uh, again, it's it's hard not to draw those type of conclusions, though, when you just look at the situation. Then, and all of a sudden, boom! Monday night, the day before the trade deadline, he's featured a little more uh, than he has in the past, and it was known out there that the Browns would at least be willing to answer the phone in regards to overtures for Hunt. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't get out there unless they don't want it out there. So, um, again, I I. I'm, I'm not going to say that's the case, but I certainly can understand why people would draw those type of conclusions. Daryl, where are you on Andrew Barry right now and the roster that he's built? And Because Jeff and I were going a little bit. I, I don't need to hear, oh, he's an A, he's a C, he's an F. I, I, I don't need to see any of that. What I want to know is what you think, and is he have the team going in the right direction? Well, when you look at what they've been over the last, uh, you know, 14, 15 games, the team is not headed in the right direction. They're back to the good old days. Um, you know, they've won four or five games over that span, and that that's just not acceptable. It's not enough. Um, this year, what we've seen to date is not acceptable. It's not enough. because and, and it's why I asked him today about the talent. You can't pin this on the quarterback like last year. Right. Right. Eight nine because Baker Mayfield sucked. He was hurt. It's the quarterback's fault. We didn't, you know, didn't didn't have the production at that particular position to elevate uh, the team where it needed to be. Okay, fine. I'll grant you that. You went out this offseason and you upgraded that position. And I would argue that Jacoby Brissett has played better than we saw Baker Mayfield play as the starter last year as the Browns back up this year. Well, the team's two games under five hundred. Uh, the offense is top ten in scoring. Uh, it's top 15 and a lot of the the metrics and categories out there the offense isn't the problem it's the rest of the 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 roster that's kind of been the problem and and you know not holding up their end of the bargain and look I, I think that they I do agree with Andrew Barry they do have the talent to win and that's why I'm so hard on them because this is not a rebuild 
This is a win-now situation, and uh, I, I do believe they've got good football players on this team. I believe that they've got good people within the locker room. This is not a locker room full of jerks and pains in the butt and all that kind of thing. You've got good guys in there. Uh, but I don't think that they have the leadership that they need, which is, again, it's why I asked Andrew Barry the leadership question. It's one thing to walk around saying, hey, I'm the leader, but are you really the leader? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, Nick Chubb's not a vocal guy. He just goes out there and plays. Amari Cooper, not really a vocal guy. He just goes out there and produces, you know. Um, then you have other guys that, hey, I'm the leader, and then they're making mistakes during the game. Or it looks like they're making mistakes during the game. And you have – people on their side of the ball, like pointing at each other, like what's going on? Was that you? Was that me? And that, and, and so, um, you know, and I think that leadership is, it, it's not something that you can look at a box score or it's not something that you can quantify in data, right? Um, it, it's real difficult. I, I think that that's, you know, desire, work at those type of things and leadership. Those are intangibles that you can't quantify in data and in your, you know, analyzation process you know what I'm saying um and that's I think kind of the hardest part do they have the the they might have talent but do they have the the right mix of that talent and I think that those are fair questions that can be asked because the team is not performing up to the level of expectation he's shown the ability to bring it look no one's going to argue that Deshaun Watson's an upgraded quarterback or Jacoby Brissett was an upgraded quarterback um uh, um, the fact that he stole Amari Cooper from the Dallas Cowboys for a fifth round draft pick. I know they like swap sixth round picks as part of that deal, but basically they gave up a fifth round draft pick. Meanwhile, the Chicago bears had to give up a second round pick mm-hmm. to the Steelers for Clay. Like I still can't believe that. Um, when I, when I look at those two trades and put them side by side and especially realizing what Amari Cooper has been able to do and what he has meant offensively to this football team from a production standpoint. Um, I mean, that that's just an absolute outstanding home run type of a move made uh, by Andrew Berry. Uh, trading for Deion Jones after uh, they got gashed for 200 yards rushing in back-to-back games defensively. I thought that was a savvy, smart move, and it turned out to be you know, somewhat prophetic because then Jacob Phillips – Went down. He got hurt, uh, suffered that pectoral injury, and lost for the season. So he's made some good moves. Um, the draft picks, eh, I don't know. Like JOK, good player, like him a lot. Uh, Greg Newsom, like him a lot. But I, I think that expecting third through seventh round players to significantly impact your roster. I, I just I don't agree with that philosophy. Uh, it, I, I'm of the belief if you can find players in those rounds, great. But if that's your expectation that you're going to do that, I just I, I think that's some flawed thinking there. Uh, and the Browns are going to not only have done that in this last draft, but they're going to be doing that in the next two drafts because they don't have first round picks, right? right. So, and they've got and they're going to have things that they need to fix. And the salary cap is going to be interesting to watch them maneuver that because they got a lot of guys that they're paying now, right? They are now going to be paying top-tier money to a quarterback, to Deshaun Watson now. Uh, And I think that that changes things. That's something the Browns have never had to do. So it'll be interesting to see how Barry uh, navigates the salary cap. So it's hard to give him an A. I certainly wouldn't give him an F. Um, But it's also hard to definitively say – 
one way or the other, whether or not, uh, you know, it tilts one way or another on uh, the grade scale because I just feel like the results have been mixed. Daryl, he said in the press conference today, we came close to acquiring a player. Um, I know you probably don't know the answer, but want to take a guess? Or what position? Yeah. Or No, I, I, I would anticipate – my best guess is that he might have been looking for more help on the defensive side of the ball because that's where they need to the help. Hmm. Um, let, let's be honest about it. They're, they're, the skill positions offensively, they're, they're set. Offensive line, they're they're set, and I didn't, and I don't see, I just, I don't see him making a like a depth type of move, like bringing in an extra offensive lineman or another type. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like I, I I'm right. convinced that that yeah. player they were close to getting would have helped the defense. Gotcha, Daryl Ryder. I look forward to uh, hearing your next podcast, which is what tomorrow morning. We'll hear that. Uh, it's always game day in Cleveland, and of course we'll read you at ninety two three thefan dot com. Thanks, Daryl. You got it, guys. Click, click, click. Thank you, D. There we go. Um, Daryl, let's talk a little bit more about what Daryl had to say there, too, because I thought that was interesting about his evaluation of Andrew Barry. So we're going to do that. And I don't know about you, but, man, apparently the rest of the league thinks the success of Cleveland's baseball team had to do with the way they play defense. We'll talk about that next, Baskin and Phelps, 216-578. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 